0: From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I am Jake Skorheim, your host. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. We really appreciate it. Do me a favor, though. If you haven't caught the first two hours of the show, go back... Get the podcast. Look up Kyra Knights for Jake Skorheim. Anywhere you get your podcast, download it, mash down that follow button, whatever you got to do to make sure that it's delivered seamlessly right to your phone. It's in crystal clear HD. It just sounds great. It's like I'm going to be living inside your head. Who doesn't want that, right? Um, all right. I, I mentioned this earlier, but I do feel like I want to make sure that I'm tooting my own horn as much as possible. I was a hero this morning. So I'm driving back from my kid's school. I just dropped my son off at school this morning. Uh, I get to the intersection right near my house, get to this intersection and up ahead, there's a car who's not moving. Like I'm, I'm a couple cars back from the light, but the light turns green. This car doesn't move. As anybody knows who sits in a line where the car doesn't move ahead of you, there's like this grace period that you give people. It's usually about two tenths of a second. And then as soon as they'd stop, you know, as soon as they're not moving and they should be moving, you just assume they're looking at their phone or something. And then you lay on the horn and you start honking. I did not do this. Because I wasn't directly behind the car that was stopped, that's somebody else's responsibility. I mean, there's a there's a chain of command, and I was behind these people, so it was their job. They did do it. They they honked. They actually honked a lot quicker than I would. So um, I was surprised when the car didn't move. And instead, what happens is the car door opens. Of this car, it's like a Subaru something. I don't know what it was. It's like a new looking Subaru. But the car door opens. And instead of somebody hopping out and saying, like, oh, you know, my car's dead or something, this arm kind of just weakly sticks out like, and just kind of hangs there. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, and and you can't see the driver, can't see anything, just these half gestures of this arm. And it does, it's, I didn't know what was going on, but we've recently had some health issues in our family. And so I just have this on my brain. I'm thinking to myself, my lord. There's an old person in this car and they might be having some sort of an episode, a heart attack, maybe a stroke. I don't know what it is. So what I do is because, again, hero, I spring into action. I jump out of my car. Again, I'm like two or three cars back and there is a long line of cars behind me. It's a very busy intersection. It's not a ton of intersections in my area. So it's like the one intersection gets very crowded when people stop moving through it. So there's a bunch of cars behind me. There's two or three cars ahead of me. I get out of my car and I book it for this car because I'm thinking to myself like, somebody needs help. And I'm just going to, I'm not just going to be the kind of guy who stands by when somebody needs help. So I run up to the car and I get to the door and I look in, but it's not an old guy. It's just a dude like my age. And I'm kind of, I'm trying to make this assessment on the fly as it's happening. And it's, you know, it's weird. I'm in the middle of an intersection, like right at the edge of an intersection. Traffic should be moving, but it's not. So you're kind of a little bit out of your body. It's just a weird experience, but I'm trying to keep my focus. And I look down at this guy. He's my age. He's not having a stroke. He's not having a seizure. And he's just kind of staring at his keys. He's holding his keys in his hand. He's just kind of staring at him. And I just like, I tell him, I'm just like, ah, he, he notices that I'm there. I mean, he's aware of my presence. He doesn't look at me yet, but he's aware of my presence, clearly. And I'm just like, oh, uh, is everything okay? I thought you were an old guy. I thought you were having like an episode or something. Is, is everything okay? And he says, he says, no, it's not. My car, just shut off. I don't know what to do. And like... What you don't do when your car shuts off is just sit there and let traffic pile up behind you. And so, like, I'm just kind of looking at him I'm like, all right, well, how do I help this guy in this situation? I, I don't know anything about Subarus. I don't know how to fix his car. And then he looks at me. This is funny. Uh, it's like the first moment he's actually looked up at me. He looks up at me, and he has this blank stare on his face. And just, like, complete blank stare. His eyes, nothing. You know, it's like uh, that Quince Beach and Jaws. Like a doll's eyes. Just nothing. He was, and it was, I w- what I was watching was, was a man who was just completely resigned to his fate because he didn't know how to fix his car and he was ill-equipped for the situation. This is now where he was going to live. I think he was deciding. He was going to somehow have to make a life at this four-way stop intersection or four-way intersection, whatever it was. But he's a grown man and he's like, he should be capable of these things. It's a simple situation. Your car is not moving, so fix it. But he was not capable and he was not ready for it so i'm like is is the car can you start the car i asked smartly but it, of course it's a dumb question obviously you couldn't start it and he goes no it won't start so i said all right is the car neutral and he said yes and he's still trying again he's like he kind of still i don't know maybe something else is going on with him but he's still trying to process whatever's happening to him and i said all right i'm gonna give you a shove and then i watched it click into his eyes i let i saw it happen in his eyes this spark of hope Yeah, a shove. Yeah, a (laughs) A shove might work. So he shuts the door, and I give him a shove. And I, you know, like, luckily, there was a little bit of a downward slope. He probably could have done this on his own, actually. Like, the normal thing for a guy to do, like a grown man, is to hop out of your car. You put one hand on the steering wheel. You put your right hand on the steering wheel. And with your left hand, you push your open door. You're pushing in the frame of your door. These are all things he could have done on his own. But I had to step in, and I had to push. And then I look like kind of a hero because, again, it's kind of a downward slope. So the car gets going up. I mean, it gets going pretty fast. It's just like me out there just, like, kicking in my tennis shoes, moving. He's going quick now, and he gets off to the side road to kind of give him a final shove. And I say, yeah, good luck, and send him on his way, and he pulls over to the side of the road. And then I have to run back past these line of uh, of cars. Who, are all, who who have all just watched this, like nobody else jumped out of their car. Nobody else rose to the occasion like I did. And they're all watching me. The nice thing was, they actually kind of like, every single car that I made eye contact with, and I kind of tried to make eye contact with, from, if I'm being honest. Uh, they all kind of like gave me a thumbs up. One lady was riding with, it looked like her old mom, uh, who gave me a little clap. Very impressed. Like the first three or five cars that I passed. Very impressed with my heroics of the day. But it did make me think, you know what? Every time, every every once in a while, there's just like a guy for a situation. There's just a guy out there. And it's his time.
1: Sometimes there's a man. I won't say a hero. Because what's a hero? But sometimes there's a man. And I'm talking about the dude here. Sometimes there's a man. Well... Uh, He's the man for his time and place. He fits right in there, and that's the dude.
0: And even if he's a lazy man, and the dude was most certainly that. I'm not lazy. Quite possibly the laziest in Los Angeles County. I don't live in Which room. would place him high in a running for laziest worldwide. I'd agree with that.
1: But sometimes there's a man. Sometimes there's a man. Yeah. Uh, Lost well, my train of thought here.
0: You know what? I was uh, again. I'm not trying to toot my. Own. I guess I am trying to toot my own horn. It's my radio show. I'm talking about myself doing a good deed. It was a simple good deed. Anybody could have done it, man or woman. Anybody could have done it. But guess who did it? This guy. This guy right here. Uh, so. uh Nobody needs to thank me. It's not a big deal. I mean, me talking about it to the largest radio audience in the Seattle area, that's thanks enough. The thousands and thousands of you that are now thinking of me as a hero, that's that's enough thanks for me. I, that's all I need. I, and enough of these texts. I don't need you to text me and tell me what a hero I am. What's a hero anyway, right? I'm just a guy who stepped in and saw something that needed to happen, and I made that thing happen. And, uh, you know, that's just who I am. <laughs> All right, that's stupid. That whole thing was dumb. All right, let's move on. This actually did warm my heart. And when you're talking about a hero, I'm gonna tell you about an actual hero. In fact, we're gonna talk to this guy in just a little bit. Down in uh, down Tacoma Way, there was a guy uh, down in Tacoma Way, not on Tacoma Way, not the street. If Is that even a street? Does Tacoma have a street called Tacoma Way? feels like it should. All right, so there's a store owner. There's a guy who owns a store there called Selena One Market in Tacoma. His name is Naif Kediman. He owns a store, he runs it with his wife and the store gets robbed periodically from time to time it's pretty lame he doesn't like it it's no fun he's 70 years old and he's decided he's had enough so tacoma police department released this video on their facebook page we've now posted it onto mynorthwest.com you can go check it out there james lynch went down and talked to this guy and so i have a few cuts from james lynch but i i decided to reach out and get him on the show so we're going to call him in a little bit we're going to get him on the show you're going to hear from Nafe Kadaman yourself. Listen to what this guy did. This is fantastic.
1: Knife Kadaman and his wife run the Selena One Market in Tacoma. For the past year, he's kept a machete under the register for protection, something a knife wielding robber didn't know when he walked into the market on Monday. When the bad guy pulled a knife, Nafe pulled his machete. He backed up there. He was shocked, fell down right there. The man managed to run from the store, but was arrested the next day. James
0: Lynch, Cairo News Radio. So the store has this uh, you know, um, uh, store has this robbery happening, and he says, "Well, I got a machete with me, so I'm just going to handle this." And this in, the, in the video you can see this. The guy pulls out a diddly little knife, a tiny little knife, looks like a pocket knife, and knife, ironically, is pronounced knife. Uh, he pulls out a machete and says, "That's not a knife. This is a knife." Like, no joke. That's what he said, which is a line from."
1: Hey, buddy? Yeah, sure, kid. There you go. And your wallet.
0: Nick, give him your
1: wallet. What for? He's got a knife. (laughs) That's
0: not a knife. That's a knife. Just kids having fun.
1: You all right? I'm always all right
0: when I'm with you, Dundee. Uh, but this, in this case, this was not just kids having fun. This guy actually was arrested by the police. He was released later on that evening, I believe. The next day, he comes back to the store, and he's... Uh, or, I'm sorry, he was released the next day. And he returns to the store. And he... Uh, this is from the article. Uh, Knife says, he stood right there by the door and said, I'm com- I'm going to come back, rob you, and kill you. Knife then returned uh, by... Sa- Knife uh, then said... One step inside, and I'm going to fix you up. Knife is a man, isn't he? Jeez Louise. He put his foot down right there, and I hit him right here, Knife said, pointing to the man's chest, or pointing to his chest. Uh, police discourage robbery victims from resisting, advising business owners and other victims to just give up the cash, uh, to just give up the cash uh, and get out uh, to safety. Just don't expect that from Keteman. Me scared? No, he says. He was scared.
1: Were you afraid? Did it scare you? What were you thinking when you did that? Me scared or him? You. No, he was scared.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love this guy. He's just no nonsense. nonsense. And I love that he just, like, protected his store. I bet you his wife loved it, too. I bet you she loved it a lot. All right, uh, we're going to talk to him next. Not the bad guy. We're going to talk to the good guy. We're going to talk to the good guy with the machete who defends his store, keeps his business going. Good job, Knife. All right, um, but for now, let's get a little political. So on the campaign trail, Donald Trump really seemed to step in it. He does this from time to time because when he just goes up in front of a microphone, I've actually wondered, does he ever even have a planned speech? Does he even have a speech writer or does he just get up there and just like off the cuff, just kind of says whatever's on his mind? I think he's just kind of talking. I think just extemporaneously just talking. And so the other day he was talking about Nikki Haley and her campaign and he kind of asked an odd question about her husband. He's taken a lot of shots at Nikki Haley, obviously. He calls her bird brain. He does, he's, you know, he's, he's comment about the clothes she wears to different events. And this time he decided to question her husband and take a listen to this. She brought her husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. What happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. He knew. He knew he's gone. Uh, I'm not sure what he's implying here. Maybe he's implying her husband, uh, is a guy by the name of, uh, I think his name is Michael Haley. Um, so he was, I guess he was implying that maybe Michael Haley's decided that Nikki Haley's campaign is, uh, not a viable one. And so has decided to just go off and do something else because, uh, her campaign is can't possibly win Trump. Who's ahead by like 30 points, even in her home state, he's just crushing her, but, Users on X were quick to point out to Donald Trump's question, where is her husband, that he's currently serving overseas in the South Carolina National Guard. Nikki Haley was also quick to point out at a campaign stop that uh, Trump should not be mocking combat veterans.
1: But if you mock the service of a combat veteran, you don't deserve a driver's license, let alone being president of the United States.
0: Then her husband, Michael Haley, again, he's the for, the uh, aforementioned combat vet. He posted on X, and it went viral with like millions and millions of views. He posted this picture of a wolf, and it was in response to this Trump statement that Trump made. And he, uh, he posted a picture of a wolf, and then, you know, you've seen memes before. And then on top of the wolf, there was a text that reads, the difference between humans and animals, question mark. Animals would never allow the dumbest. And that's been seen by like millions and millions of people. So my thoughts are... I understand that Trump, you know, he wants to take shots at his political opponents. He always does so. He's famous for, you know, coming up with names. He calls Crooked Joe, Crooked Joe Biden. Uh, He called Chris Christie. Actually, he defended Chris Christie and said Chris Christie was not a fat pig, although he says that name many, many, many times in his defense. Um, And uh, but yeah, I I just not a good idea to pick on the family of your candidates that you're running at your uh, your political opponents. Just not a smart move, Trump.
1: Did you use the word smart? Don't ever use the word smart with me, because you know
0: what? There's nothing smart about you. That's not nice, Trump. That's not nice. All right, let's check in on the Biden campaign. Uh, They actually picked up another key endorsement. I don't know if they'll be talking about this one much, but Vladimir Putin sat down for an interview on Russia state television, and he was asked who he'd like to see elected in our presidential election coming up, Biden or Trump. Now, this is in Russian. You're probably not going to be able to understand it unless you speak Russian but you do hear one very specific name here, right at the beginning.
1: Для нас кто лучше? Байден или Трамп? Байден. Он человек более опытный, он прогнозируемый. Он политик старой формации. Но мы будем работать с любым лидером США.
0: So again, I don't speak Russian, but Reuters actually was covering this, and Reuters actually had a uh, they had a uh, uh, translation of what of, of the interview, what he was saying. So Reuters said that Putin replied without hesitation, responding Biden, he is more experienced, predictable person, a politician of the old school, uh, emphasis on old, and that emphasis is mine. Um, he said, but we will work with any U.S. president who the American people have confidence in. Putin also said during the interview that the attacks over Biden's age at 81 and his mental fitness for office were, quote, getting more and more vicious. It's funny that Putin is uh, defending Biden from vicious attacks about Biden's age. That's just interesting to me. Um, Putin recalled when the two actually met back in 2021, uh, saying, quote, we're already sa- uh, uh people were already saying that Biden wasn't competent. But I saw nothing of the sort. Yes, he looked at his notes. And to be honest, I looked at mine. No big deal. So he banged his head on the helicopter when he was getting out of it. Who hasn't banged their head on something? I didn't know that Biden banged his head on that thing. Um, so, you know, Putin seems to be thinking that Biden is the man for him. I don't think he has a vote, so I guess it doesn't really matter. But who knows? Some people might be swayed by that. President Biden, how do you feel about it?
1: Well, I've been eating everything he's put in front of me. I've been pasta, <laughs> which I love. Okay, eating a lot of chicken, chicken parmesan. I've been eating all all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream.
0: Very interesting. Every time I hear Putin speak, I think about this movie. I love it so much. The soundtrack, everything is perfect. Do you guys know Hunt for Red October? Salute October is one of those movies that I can watch at any point if I were to if I still had TV I don't have cable anymore I've cancelled that a while ago because I'm young and hip Uh, but if I still did have cable and I still had TBS and they play that movie around the clock anytime I would turn into that movie I could happily watch the end of it now I just catch it on Netflix or whatever streamer I look it up about once a year and I watch it. It's just one of those movies that I watched so many times when I was a kid, that is now a part of my childhood. And now it's just like a part of my brain. Do you guys have movies like that that just become a part of your brain? Unferret October is one of those for me. All right, we got a lot more coming up. We're going to talk with that shop owner next. I want to hear about the machete wielding hero down in Tacoma. We're going to have that when we come back. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Knights.
1: You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim.
0: Welcome back to Cairo Nights. All right, I want to tell you guys this story. In fact, we have a really special guest coming on in just a second. But first, a little background. James Lynch, who is a great reporter here at Cairo Radio, he found this story about this guy who owns a little convenience store down in Tacoma. And, of course, these convenience stores, from time to time, they tend to get robbed because they're in sometimes kind of dangerous areas. So the store owner decided he was done with this. He was sick of having his store robbed. He was sick of the same people over and over again. So what does he decide to do? He gets a machete. He's being held up with little knives, and he decides, well, I'm going to bring a bigger knife to a knife fight. And so he gets a machete. So what happens is he has a guy, comes into a store the other day, back on February 5th. This guy tries to steal from him, pulls out a tiny little knife, The store owner is a guy. uh, uh, The store owner is seventy years old. His name is Knife Kediman. Can you believe that? Also, just the irony. His name. His name is pronounced Knife. Uh, The store owner's name is Knife Kediman. He pulls out his machete, and he has just a classic line that you will all recognize from a very famous movie about a guy who carries a big knife. You got a light, buddy?
1: Yeah, sure, kid. There you go. And your wallet.
0: Nick, give him
1: your wallet. What for? He's got a knife. <laughs> That's
0: not a knife. That's a knife. That's a knife. Everybody remembers that iconic scene from Crocodile Dundee. I got the store owner on with me right now. I think he's at his shop, Selena One Market in Tacoma. Knife Kederman, thank you so much, sir, for coming on and making the time with us. Yeah, no, thank you. So, can you tell me a little bit about what happened? Uh, your store was robbed, and is this is this a pretty common problem for you?
1: It's happened a couple of times,
0: yeah. Is it generally over like low price items, or are they holding you up and asking for money at the register? Yes. They're pulling knives on you. Is that right? Yes. James has in this story, and this just this warmed my heart when I saw this. You decided if they're going to bring a small knife, you're going to get a bigger one. Is that right?
1: <laughs> yeah. A uh,
0: machete. That's you, a big one. You got a big machete. That's right. I, I watched yeah. the video. The video is on MyNorthWest.com. You can actually go and watch this. Uh, the Tacoma Police Department released this video. They posted it up on Facebook. So we uh, we put it on the Northwest site. And what it looks like is you have somebody who's standing across from you at the register. It looks like you guys are talking for, for like a minute or so. What was happening there? Well,
1: he pulled the knife and he looked. This is
0: uh, hold up. It's a up He said, it's
1: a robbery. understand. I said, yeah, I understand. I look at the knife. I said, well, I'm not with this knife, buddy. When I pulled this. I said, this would be called knife. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, just uh, frees. He back up and fell
0: down on the floor. He was so scared. Are you a Crocodile Dundee fan?
1: <laughs> I love that movie. I watch it many times.
0: <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. Because that's a great, iconic line from the movie. You got to become Crocodile Dundee. In this moment, you must have just been buzzing afterwards, feeling like, "Yes, I took care of this guy." And then James asked you this question. I thought this was really great. James says, "Were you scared?" What was the answer you gave, James?
1: I never been scared. He was scared actually, and uh, my wife actually was standing right there. she saw the whole thing when she saw the knife in my hand and. Then she just was scared for him. She said, he's crying, don't touch him. <laughs> And she pushed me away, actually. I told him, keep on the floor, stay on the floor. Uh, I'm going to hold him just till the police come. And uh, that gave him a, a little chance. He ran, he stand up, and he ran to the door. I told him, go close the door. But so he ran through the door. I ran away, and the police came, and they tried to find him they couldn't. that was on the fifth.
0: Monday on the fifth. Sounds to me like this guy should come back and thank your wife, because... Uh, well, he she...
1: should. He came back the second day, actually. Oh, did he really? Yeah, the to... second day on the fifth. To do what? Around 9.30, 10. The police find him behind the Bates College down there. They recognize him, take him to the jail, put him about 9.30, 10 in the morning, and release him 7 in the evening, and instead to go home and be nice, he came to the store again, and he stood right in front of the door. I had two customers in front of me. He stood by the door, and he said, Listen, I'm going to come back and rob you again and kill you. I look at him, I recognize the guy. He said, Are you the guy yesterday robbed rob me? He said, Yes. And I'm coming back. I said, Okay, one step on the door, I'm going to fix you up. And he put one step on front of the door inside. Then I hit him in the chest right here. You punched him
0: or you hit him with well, the knife?
1: With the fist. no, he not he didn't need the knife, he's crazy. And I hit him and he fell down outside and those guys just ran out and they hold him till the police came to take him. The police came in and they told me well he's he needs help, blah blah and we need to take him to the hospital instead of the jail. I said, Well, that's fine, just get him away from him. And we ask him to come in the ambulance, and he refused.
0: All right, so the police arrest him. He doesn't want to go into the ambulance, even though they say he needs to go to the hospital. And so instead, they decide to take him to jail. Is that right? Yes. And that's, yes, the, second, that's the second time.
1: That's the second time. On the 6th. The first day was on the 5th.
0: Yikes. Do you know if, if he has a court date coming up anytime soon? 22nd, I believe. 22nd.
1: I received some papers from, yeah,
0: 22nd. Well, Mr. Ketterman, I got to say, you're my hero. I think it's fantastic you're defending your store. Here's a quick question for you, a little side note, because I'm I'm a married man as well. Was your wife pretty impressed that you fought him off with that machete? I mean, I saw what happened in Crocodile Dundee. Is that the same situation for you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Was she she swooning when you finished that? She thought, this is a man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She's proud of me. Always a man, you know?
0: Oh, I love that. All right. Well, it, so- it sounds like you got some customers coming in. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And uh, uh, we'll check back in with you. But have a great night, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That was Knife Kediman. Obviously, he's got to get back to work. So we will uh, we will end the interview there. But I'll tell you what. What I really admire about this guy is this is a 70-year-old guy who is working his butt off trying to make this business work. And he's got punks coming in trying to rob him. I feel like there's kind of this culture these days where we just say, this is just going to happen. People are going to get robbed. I hate that. I love that. He's like an old school guy who takes a crocodile Dundee approach, who very much reminds me of a Clint Eastwood type and just says, I'm not taking it anymore. I'm just going to start carrying a giant knife with me, a big machete. And if these punks want to come in and try to steal from my store, uh, they're not going to be able to do it. I, I I applaud him. I don't recommend doing what he's doing. I actually think that you should probably just, uh, if you have the opportunity to get out of a situation and to get out of it and just be safe, certainly the police would recommend that you don't engage with somebody who's trying to rob you. If somebody comes up to you and tries to get your wallet, just let them have it. But you can't help but also kind of want to salute this guy a little bit because he's just done with it. All right, we got a lot more coming up on the show, so stick around. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scoron Welcome back to Cairo. Ky- Nights, thank you guys so much for listening. We have reached the end of another great show. Boy, I really loved that interview with that shop owner down in Tacoma, who just kind of turned into Clint Eastwood, seventy-year-old dude who's sick of having his store robbed. You guys ever seen that movie, No uh, Nobody, with um, oh, what's his name, uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk? It's really super violent, and it's just can it gets very bloody at times, but. It's also kind of a crazy good movie. Not, a, not kind of. It's a great movie. I love that movie. Uh, if you get a chance to see it, watch it. And then text me and let me know if you've seen it. There's just something about a guy who goes out who just gets sick and tired and just doesn't, t- just doesn't take it anymore. When somebody's doing something bad to you, it just stands up and says, No. I'm not, I don't like it. Now, in Nobody's case, he's a trained CIA operative, and uh, he's got a lot more skills than you or I have. So we probably should just live out these fantasies in our head. We shouldn't actually, like, square up against bad guys. But go and watch Nobody because Bob Odenkirk kind of does it for us. It's this wish fulfillment thing. It's actually why movies are very successful. I don't need to explain to you how movies work, but that's why people watch them. Because we can get lost in those stories and we go, oh, how amazing. But then when real life hits, we go, oh boy, uh, I need to call the cops, which is the right move. You should call the cops. All right. And I'm really glad, by the way, I'm really glad that Tacoma store owner didn't get further injured uh, or didn't get injured in this uh, exchange that he had with what looked like a pretty uh, desperate uh, guy who was robbing him. And the guy was a, the guy's a punk and he deserves to be in jail, in my opinion. You might disagree with that, but that's my opinion. And uh, I'm glad that, uh, that store owner was okay. And, uh, you know, he's got a big machete, so people should watch out. All right, let's get to it. In this final segment of the night, we always like to save the very best for last stories that I'm really interested in, audio that I think you guys are going to be interested in. This was really cool. So SpaceX launched something historic today. They launched a first-of-its-kind commercial lander that is on its way to the moon. Moon lander, like a uh, a lunar vehicle that they launched. The SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket launched successfully a robotic spacecraft on its way to the moon, setting up a landing for February 22nd, and if successful, would be the first soft landing on the moon for the United States since the last Apollo missions and the first commercial vehicle to ever touch down on the lunar surface. Um, this is from Washington Post. The Falcon 9 rocket lifted off this morning at 1.05 a.m. at Kennedy Space Center, NASA, NASA's Kennedy Space Center, the same pad from which a Saturn V rocket hoisted the crew of Apollo 17 on its trip to the moon all the way back in 1972. The Falcon 9 carried a spacecraft developed by Intuitive Machines, a company based in Houston. No people were on board this spacecraft. Here's what that launch sounded like.
1: T-minus 10. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, ignition, and liftoff. Go SpaceX, go IM-1 and the Odysseus Lunar Lander.
0: Vehicle pitching downrange. Stage one propulsion is nominal.
1: from pad 39a at kennedy space center carrying the im-1 payload
0: so if successful the lunar landing would be the first by a u.s spacecraft since apollo 17 all the way back in 1972 and the first commercial vehicle to ever touch down how cool is it that elon musk has basically privatized space travel I mean, this is like this guy is the only guy doing this. I mean, I know Jeff Bezos and Blue Origin. And every, there's a lot of different people who are trying to go to space. Uh, the Virgin Records guy I'm trying to uh, Richard Branson, right? That's that's his name. Uh, there are people who are going to space, but Elon Musk is doing it on a completely different level. I know a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about Elon Musk. I happen to really like him. I admire what he's doing. I like what he did with uh, X, formerly Twitter. I mean, he really did turn that into a place, like it or not, there's a lot of awful speech everywhere, but people are not being shut down now just for having opinions that people don't like, which is what was happening on Twitter. Uh, But Elon Musk, I really do, I admire a lot of things that he is doing now. Uh, So this is kind of interesting. Speaking of Elon Musk, he also announced yesterday that he's moving SpaceX, uh, who, that which was incorporated in Delaware Delaware over to Texas where uh, Tesla I guess is headquartered. Musk announced the decision on Wednesday at the same time he urged other businesses to get out of Delaware. His decision comes after a judge in Delaware sided with a Tesla shareholder complaint that Musk's compensation compensation package was unfair. Uh, let's see here. It says SpaceX has moved its state of incorporation. This is what uh, Elon Musk, uh, put out on X. He made a statement. He said SpaceX has moved its state of incorporation from Delaware to Texas. If your company is still incorporated in Delaware, I recommend moving to another state as soon as possible. What I found kind of funny about this is, uh, Wayne's world kind of predicted this a while ago. They showcased, I don't know if you remember this in the movie, but they kind of showcased how exciting Texas is and, How boring Delaware is. Or say you want to go to Texas. Howdy, partners. Let's raise and rope broncos. Howdy, (laughs) y'all. Or imagine being able to be magically whisked away to Delaware. Hi, I'm in Delaware. I'm in Delaware. Um, So if this if I don't know if this happens But you know We're a very well listened to show now If Elon Musk Happens to get this segment If it happens to cross his virtual desk And he feels like doing an interview Or just hanging out And talking on the show We can literally chat about Whatever he wants SpaceX Brain implants Teslas uh, Tesla semis I'm very interested in all of it All right uh, that's it for the show, you guys. I hope you've had a great night. We've had so much fun. It has been a pleasure, another joy to bring you. And tomorrow's a Friday show. And Friday shows are extra fun, so make sure you tune in for that. But for tonight, I gotta go. Night night.